Well, sure, I like my job. Some days, you know, you have good days. Some days you have bad days. Everything ain't roses. Hello, and welcome to Freaking Out About Work with Randy Freaking, the podcast about everything related to your work, your rights and responsibilities in the workplace, whether you are a minimum wage worker, a blue or white collar employee, or an executive. If you work for a living, this podcast is for you. It contains important information that your perspective, current, or former employer does not want you to know, including the basics of your rights and obligations in the workplace, as well as practical tips on how to level the playing field regarding issues that arise every day on the job. Each future episode will feature an expert on the workplace or a guest who may tell us about his or her particular occupation. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of Freaking Out About Work with Randy Freaking, the podcast about working in America. In many of our previous episodes, we have discussed the rights and responsibilities of employees in the workplace with lawyers who are expert in the field, as well as job coaches like Julie Balke and John Kiefer, who have discussed survival strategies on the job. In our last episode, number 18, we were privileged to have a wide-ranging discussion with the newly elected sheriff of Hamilton County, Charmaine McGuffey. In this episode, we wanted to return to the original idea that prompted this podcast. In episode one, we talked about Studs Terkel, who wrote the best-selling novel simply called Working, which explored why people work, the dignity jobs give people, and the importance of having a job or career to most people. Terkel's novel, Working, was published in 1974, but still has valuable lessons today. At the end of this podcast... Like all others, I will close this episode with a quote from Studs Terkel. Today, I have invited as our special guest, Emma Watson. For the last 36 years, Emma has been a server at the Red Fox Grill in downtown Cincinnati. The Red Fox is a landmark in Cincinnati, located close to the Procter & Gamble headquarters, and one of the more popular, if not the most popular, breakfast and lunch restaurants for downtown workers for many years. As years have gone by, the restaurant no longer has patrons waiting in line outside because of the increased competition throughout downtown Cincinnati for the lunch crowd and because the restaurant doubled its physical size to accommodate those earlier large crowds. Today, it's relatively easy to get a seat at either breakfast or lunch at the Red Fox. Much like what Studs Terkel did in his classic novel, I want to learn from Emma about why she chose to be a server, why she has remained a server for 36 years, and what the job means to her. I personally have patronized the Red Fox for over 50 years, and I know firsthand that Emma Watson takes pride in her work. So, 
Without further ado, I would like to welcome Emma Watson to Freaking Out About Work. Hello, Randy. Emma, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. A little nervous. I can imagine you are. I'm always nervous doing these podcast episodes, so all we're going to do is chat here today. So, Emma, before we get into your career as a server, tell our listeners a little about your upbringing, you know, where you're from, your education, things like that. Well, I was born in downtown Cincinnati, over the Rhine, as they call it now. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to the local schools there, which is no longer schools. I went to my high school that I went to, Abigail Cutter Junior High. They turned into Performing Arts Center. Really? Okay. Yes. And I graduated from there. And, and moved on and? Life goes on. And you raised a family. You've got, you've got some children. I have four children I raised, two of my own and two with stepchildren, but they think I'm their mother, so that's good enough for me. <laughs> and they're all grown. And how about grandchildren? I have four grandchildren, and they're all grown. My one grandson just got married Halloween. Holy cow. How about the great-grandchildren? I have four great-grandchildren. They live in Florida with my granddaughter, so I don't get to see them too much, you know. All right. Well, let's talk about your husband for a minute, uh, Gary. Gary, I met him 13 years ago, and we get along good, so we got married. Well, good. And, and where does your husband work? Does he still work? Yes, he works. He works at Ford Plan out in Sharonville. And what kind of work does he do there? <laughs> well, he teases me and says he's a basket pusher. But he works on the machines that makes parts for the cars, and they put them in baskets and move them on down the line, do assembly. And when we met just before this episode, I noticed you were night driving a nice Ford vehicle. I'm glad you're driving a Ford. You my, better, I suppose. My husband wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> when I met him, I had a Saturn. He said I had to get rid of it. <laughs> I said, I will when you buy me a new car. <laughs> right. Um, so, Emma, I've already told our listeners that you've worked at the Red Fox for 36 years. Tell us how you first arrived at the Red Fox and began serving uh, food to the customers. Well, my sister-in-law, her girlfriend worked at the Red Fox, and they needed a server. So she asked me, would I like to apply for the job? I said, sure, I'll try it out, see what happens. So I went in, met my boss, Steve, and we talked, and I said, well... Give me a chance. Try me out for a week. I said, if you don't like me, just tell me. I'll leave. No problems. Is that Steve Marinakis? Yes, Steve okay. Marinakis. So and you walked in and talked to Steve, but had, did you have another job at the time? Yes, I worked weekends at the Old Cricket in the Cincinnati Hotel. Mm -hmm. I worked there on the weekends, but I didn't work Monday through Friday. What kind of work did you do at the Cricket? I helped set up the steam table and serve the pl plated food, 
you know, and the servers would take it out to their customers and stuff. Like meatloaf and such? Meatloaf, mashed potatoes, gravy, vegetable, you know. So why did you work there on the weekends as opposed to the weekdays? Well, I couldn't work Monday through Friday because I had four kids. <laughs> Somebody's got to be home with four kids. Right. You know, and they were rambunctious. So my husband would work through the week, and mm -hmm. I'd work the weekends. And working weekends would help you guys make ends meet. Yes. Yes. And then when I started working at the Red Fox, it was just Monday through Friday, 11 to 3, which was perfect because my kids would go to school. I'd get them off to school, and I'd be home before they got out of school. Mm -hmm. But I was still working the weekends. You mean you work two jobs? You work at the crib yes. on the weekends? Yes. Okay. And then Steve, my boss, he said, "You, that's too much. You need to be home on the weekends for your kids. And he says, I know you do good here. And I said, you're right. And he was right. <laughs> so I give my two weeks notice at the cricket. I've been at the Red Fox. So how long was it that you worked both jobs? Were you working a, a weekends at the cricket about? And, yeah, I mean, uh, approximately. Probably but, about a month, I guess. Okay. So you were kind of trying out the Red Fox. Yes, because I knew I had a job on the weekends for sure. Right. And I wasn't sure about the Red Fox, you know. Well, so Steve at some point says to you, he'd hardly known you, right? You only worked for him for maybe a month or so, and he's giving you advice on your family, and you ought to be home on the weekends. Steve is a very wise man, and mm -hmm. Steve knew, still does, I mean, you know, about family. He's all about his family. And I figured I should listen to somebody. <laughs> So you, you worked on the steam table at the Cricket? Yes. Had you been a server before? I was a server back when I was younger at Frisch's. Like in your teenage years or something? Well, like I was that, a or? little bit older than that. <laughs> but I just couldn't get along with the head waitress. Until me and, you moved on? and Me and her would butt heads, so I was done. Okay, and, and then you moved on to the cricket. Yes. And so when you uh, came to the Red Fox, did you receive any kind of training? Did you need training on how to be a server at the Red Fox in particular? Yes. Being a server at the Red Fox is not like being a server at Frisch's. Okay. You don't use trays at the Red Fox. You <laughs> use your hands. Mm -hmm. And yes, I had to be trained. I couldn't, I didn't know how to carry four or five plates without a tray, mm -hmm. let alone five glasses without a tray. And yes, when I started there, the girl trained me. She showed me things. One of the servers who had worked there in the past. Yes, she'd been there probably eight years before I came. So she knew what she was talking about. Um, the other girls didn't like her too much, but I didn't. I don't judge you on first time meeting you, mm -hmm. 
and you. she was good to me, and she was willing to teach me and help me. And you grew to respect her. Of course and I did. like her. Of course. And she was good to me, you know. And when I first started at the Red Fox, I'd never seen a restaurant like that. I mean, I was only working part-time. And the people would be lined up down the street, and I'm, oh, I can't handle this. Mm -hmm. This is crazy. I, I'm not coming back. I think I quit my job every day. <laughs> but, you know, then you just hang in there and... I, I can remember those days when people would literally be lined out the front door. And at some point, I don't know if it was 15, 20 years ago, Steve doubled his capacity. Yes, he did. He uh, The second dining room was the first one he remodeled. It was, uh, I call it a Mexican junk store. That's where they sell those big metal knight and armor, mm -hmm. you know. And... Um, when their lease was up, I guess, Steve decided not to rent it out no more, decided to make it a dining room. And right. he did. It was a and smart move because yes, he had a lot St of patrons. Steve's a very smart man. I mean, you know, about when it comes to business, he's smart. And, and he had a pretty good second half, I think. I mean, his better half, I should say, Tiza. Oh, yeah. She was... All about the business, you know. She would tell the girls what they're supposed to wear, like, you know, certain things you, you're not allowed to wear. But, like, if you come in and your sleeves on your blouse was too short, she'd say, oh, your sleeves have to be just a little bit longer or uh, your pants, you know. You can't wear those pants. Those don't look good in here. This is a family restaurant. And yeah, she was, she was good. I mean, she talked to you like a mother, you know, and explained to you why. Well, why can't I wear this t-shirt? Mm -hmm. Because that's not the way you do it here. <laughs> you know, and you follow the rules, you get along fine. And the rules, they weren't hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, all they expected to do is come in on time, be there every day. Do what you're supposed to do, keep your stations and stuff clean, take care of your customers, you know, so. And you did that. Now, from, you worked originally 11 to 3. Yes. Did there come a time when you uh, began working longer hours? Yes. The morning girl, she copped an attitude and quit. This would be someone who comes in for breakfast. Yes. She'd come in at 5 o'clock. 5 a.m. Yes. And, uh, so she quits. She quits, and Steve tells me I had to come in at 5 o'clock. Mm -hmm. I said, no, I don't have to come in at 5 o'clock. <laughs> you yes. don't have to come in at any particular time. He said, yes, you do have to come. I have nobody to come in. I said, Steve, you asked me to come in at 5 o'clock. I'll think about it, and I'll come in. I said, but you can't tell me I have to, because I don't have to. So he asked me, would I come in? I said, sure. That's one time when you thought maybe he should have maybe got you to work in the morning by asking you a different way, not telling you to do it, but asking you to do it. Right. And back then, I was a bit of a smart aleck, 
<laughs> and I felt like ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. But he, he asked me. And I said, yes. Next thing you knew, you were coming in at 5 o'clock in the morning. 5 o'clock every morning for and a long time. And how long would you work then? Through the lunch hour? I'd work from 5 to 2. Oh, wow. So what was your day like at the Red Fox? So tell us about a server. What do you do? You arrive at a restaurant at 5 in the morning. What what does your day look like? What? Back in those days. Like, well, did you have to prepare things in the morning? Yeah, or? sure. You had to um, make the coffee and orange juice, make sure the tea and lemonade was ready and lemons was cut. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, I didn't fix no food or nothing. Mm -hmm. They, the cooks did all they that. They had regular cooks. Mm -hmm. And then the customers would start streaming in at some point. Yes. And, you know, back then we had little containers. You put the creamer in for coffee and you had to make sure those were full and, you know, clean. But, yeah, that's basically, then people come in and start waiting on them. And you wait on them like every other server in America, so people are familiar with that. What do you think, Emma, has made you stay at the Red Fox all these years? You've been there for 36 years. Well, like I said, when I started, I had four kids, had to take care of them. And I stayed there for that reason to start with. Mm -hmm. And I made a good living. I'm not going to say I didn't, and it helped me take care of my kids. And then after a while, you know, the people you meet, I met some interesting people, and they were good to me. They didn't treat me like a server. They treated me like a person. So I stayed for the people because I like people. So tell us about that. You just said you the, they, they, they treated you as a person rather than a server. What do you mean by that? Well, sometimes people would, oh, you're just a server. Mm -hmm. You know, you're a two-bit waitress. Mm -hmm. Well, I never thought of myself as a two-bit waitress. Right. I'm a person. I'm a human. Mm -hmm. You treat me like a human, I'm going to treat you like a human. You treat me like crap. That ain't going to be good. <laughs> so one of the reasons you stayed was because of the, how the people treated you, the customers. Yes, and my, my customers are good to me. I mean, my birthdays, they made special, Christmas, you know. And that made you feel good about coming into work. You... Well, sure. And I like to aggravate people, you know. <laughs> like um, the other day. We got these uh, codes on the table now that you can scan the menu up. So he was a regular customer. And I said, honey, can you scan that? He said, oh, yeah. So he scanned it, brought up the menu and was looking at it, and he ordered. And then I turned around to walk away. And I turned back around, and I said, oh, I'll take that menu from you. <laughs> he started to hand me his phone. <laughs> he looked at me, and we both had a laugh. Oh, it's, yeah. it's little things like that, you mm. know. It, it's fun. It makes your job fun. So so the, so the customers have helped keep you there. Oh, yeah. And, and, and it sounds like you had a great admiration for Steve Maranakis and for oh, Tizza. Yeah. Tizza. 
Yes, I do. So, Okay. Tell us about the owners of the Red Fox. What kind of lessons did you learn from them? I know you mentioned to me a little while ago about how they would have their kids when they were growing up work at the Red Fox. Yeah. I, their and how kid, that made an impression on you. I couldn't figure out, you know, their kids went to school. They was getting their education, going to college and stuff. And they were there every summer working. I'm thinking they go to school and now in the summer they can't go out and play or have, you know, they're working. Mm -hmm. And he instilled in them kids a good work ethic. And that's a lot. Mm -hmm. And I respect him for that. Actually, he put that in me too because he told me. He said, girl, you work and you show up every day, you're going to be okay. And that's what I did. Hmm. And now Steve and Tietz have retired. And those very kids that used to come in there and work when they were in high school and college are now the new owners. Yes. How has that been? Was there a transition from Steve to his children? Well, it didn't bother me. Because I knew what was expected from me at my job. And the kids, they basically, you know, don't really boss me around. They know I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. Sometimes they have to put me in check. <laughs> but, you know, they uh, they let me do my thing. So... Because they know I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. And do they treat you in much the same way as Steve treated you? I think them kids respect me. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. You know? That makes it easier to work for somebody if there's a showing of respect from the boss to the employee. Yes, it does. It is. And um, sometimes I get upset with Bill, that's my boss now, because mm -hmm. I think sometimes he needs to put his foot down on certain things, <laughs> and I'll look at him and say, you need to put your foot down, and he'll know what I'm talking, you know. Does he listen to you? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now, is there, so when I walk into the Red Fox, there's maybe three, four, five servers on duty at any one time. Is there like a hierarchy or, or are you the lead server? Is there a lead server? How does that work? How do you kind of manage the workflow? Well, I wouldn't call me a lead server because we're basically all the same. Mm -hmm. But since I've been there so long, I know what has to be done and what's supposed to be done and how it's supposed to be done. And if a new girl comes in, I train them, you know, and tell them, like, this is how it's supposed to be. Do it like this. Don't do it the way you want to. Do it the Red Fox way. Right. So, but no, we're all... Equal. You, you just have your different stations and... Yes, we have different stations and, 
well, before the COVID started. Yeah, but, so how does that work? Let's say you have five or six or eight tables, and the customers all sit back with you instead of the other servers, or the, the, the customers happen to wander into somebody else's station, and your station is a little bit light. Do you share the tables? No. If uh, you have your own stations, and um, if you get all the customers and the other girls don't, it's up to you if you would mm-hmm. like to let her take a table or two, you know, but you don't have to. No, we've, we've talked about the customers. We've talked about the way that Steve uh, treated you. What do you think you enjoy the most about your line of work as a server? My customers. <laughs> okay. Is that because of what you said earlier, the fact that uh, your customers tr- uh, treat you like a person? Yes. Yes. I I mean, I have customers come in. I've been waiting on them for 35 years, Mm -hmm. you know, and they treat me like a person. They don't look down on you, you know. You know, you told me one time about a a customer you had who was from England. (laughs) And the first time he came in, he ordered a two, three, four burger, which I might say is a double-decker burger. And he ordered some chips. Well, Tell us about this uh, customer. He was a big wig over there at P&G. I'm, you know, I'm talk- this is a long time ago now. And he come in and he ordered a two, three, four burger, which is a hamburger, with chips. Well, all of our sandwiches are served with chips. Potato chips. Yes. And so I took it to him. And he said, I ordered chips. <laughs> I said, you got chips. And I guess I, he didn't think he got chips, did he? No, I said, where are you from? He <laughs> said, I'm from England. I said, oh. I said, mm. over in England, your chips are French fries <laughs> over here. That's right. So, it's like fish and chips is not fish and potato chips. If you want French fries, you have to order French fries, not chips. How about the next time he come in? Did he did he uh, order up that two three four burger and chips? He ordered a two three four burger with chips, and I looked at him. I said, "You mean French fries?" <laughs> he laughed, and it just became a running joke. So every time he'd come in, he'd order two three four chips, but I knew he wanted French fries. <laughs> but it was just funny, you yeah. know. But I told him how it was: chips are chips over here. Yeah. And French fries are French fries. (laughs) But he understood, and it was a big laugh. Now, I understand that the menu has remained the same for the last 50 years. Basically. Give or take. There's no salads or what some people would call healthy food. No. Do you ever get any um, complaints or feedback about that? Well, I've had people come in wanting salads. I said, we're not that kind of restaurant. We're a diner. We serve burgers and sandwiches and soup, you know. We just don't serve salads. Well, I think you should get salads on the menu. I'm not telling you got a complaint. You have to take it up front. I ain't got nothing to do with it. (laughs) I just serve the food. Mm -hmm. But there's few people get a little ornery. But yeah, not too many. Basically, they're good about it. 
and they either choose to come back or not come back. It's their choice as to where they go. And nine times out of ten, they come back. So, how about those triple deckers or double deckers? There was also always been a rule: no splitting of sandwiches. Well. Tell us a little bit about that. Does it still hold true that there's no splitting of sandwiches? Oh, yes. No split. No split. And back in the day, I asked my boss about that. He said, our sandwiches are cheap. Inexpensive. Inexpensive. And he said, you get a good sandwich for the price. If you want to share a sandwich, take it outside. We're here to make money, and, you know, so, no, it's no splitting because they put a lot of meat on our sandwiches. <laughs> you know that. How no. about the credit card policy? I know it's cash only. Well, well, we never did take credit cards ever since I've been there. Never, never. And nowadays, in this age, everything's credit cards. But we're not credit cards. We, they just won't do it. Mm -hmm. And I've had a few complaints, I'm, you know, with that. And, well, I can send you to the ATM, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right up. You to politely explain the policy. And yeah, we, we try to tell anybody new comes in. We're cash only, you know, no credit cards. And I've had a few nasty people with that have you have you drawn down your schedule at all um since the days when you came in at five o'clock in the morning are you working uh less these days not related to COVID, but just in general well we changed our times to six we started opening at six mm -hmm. so i started coming in at six but basically other than that no it's basically the same so so we talked about Bill. He's one of the kids who used to work in the summertime. So there are other kids who are now running the Red Fox. We can't we can't just mention Bill. If oh, well, more. no. you got to talk about George and Marina. Yep. They're lawyers. They went to law school and everything. But and they, they, operate their, they operate their law practice in the, in the mornings or? Marina d does. George, he's... <laughs> The kind of lawyer he could do stuff over the phone, like mm -hmm. basically. But Marina, she goes to the courthouse every morning. She's got her uh, docket or case list. Yeah. yeah, and she goes up there and takes care of that, and then she'll be back down there for lunch, to work <laughs> lunch, help out, you know. But and all three of them worked uh, during. Their high school and college years, as you remember, and I guess Marina and George George worked uh, while they were in law school. Yep, they worked. Their dad made them work, so they earned it. There is chips off the old block, I imagine. Yes, they are. Now we've talked about the menu a little bit. So Emma, after all these years, thirty six years, this might be top secret, but I'm gonna make it broadcast it to the entire world. What's your favorite uh, sandwich or meal at the Red Fox? 
bacon. <laughs> we got the best damn bacon in town. <laughs> you mean just bacon? How about bacon sandwich? You're talking about a club sandwich or you just All of our just... food is good, but bacon is my favorite. <laughs> our beef barley soup's good too. I love it. How about ghetto, that Cincinnati tradition? Do we have any ghetto on the menu these days? Yes, we just got ghetto on the menu. Um maybe I don't know if it's been a year yet or not, mm -hmm. but we just did get Geta. You know, as you're talking about the Red Fox, there's this big smile on your face. <laughs> it seems to me like you take great pride in being an employee of the Red Fox. Well, sure, I like my job. I, I like it. Some days, you know, you have good days. Some days you have bad days. Everything ain't roses. But basically, it's good. Right. You're not there for the money. The money's always helpful, obviously. People need to be paid for their work. Well, but I don't have to work now. I choose to work. And you choose to work because? I like it. And I've thought about retiring. I keep saying I'm going to retire. But I don't know. I want to, in a way... Because it's getting to be a young girl's job, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm not no spring chicken anymore. But I'm go I'll miss it. Maybe when Gary retires or something. Now you don't have children at home anymore. Oh, no, they're grown. They're grown. Your husband's working out at Ford. Uh, but, you, but you go to work at the Red Fox because of the customers you've had relationships with, the owners... And just the fact you like doing what you do. It's become a career. It's become your occupation. And I like it. I like, especially on opening day down there, it's like a party. I have this customer. It's a family tradition. He brings his family in opening day, and we just have a great old time. <laughs> and we sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. I mean, <laughs> How many restaurants can you go in and all at once you got everybody in the restaurant singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game? <laughs> you got to like that. It's stuff like that yeah. makes it fun. So, you know. All right. Hey, Emma. Emma Watson, this has been a lot of fun today. It's really a privilege for me for you to come in and just talk about your life as a server at Red Fox. I think it's really important that people learn the value of, you know, getting respect from your bosses and the owners. And I think what was really interesting to me today was when you felt like the customers treated you as a person and how that gave you a sense of dignity in doing your job. So I appreciate you coming in today. Thank you very much. And I look forward to seeing you at the Red Fox. Okay, Randy. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this episode of Freaking Out About Work with Randy Freaking, the podcast about everything related to your work, your rights and responsibilities in the workplace, whether you're a minimum wage worker, a blue or white collar employee, or an executive. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and we'll tune in next time when we explore more about working. I want to conclude this episode from Studs Terkel that I find valuable. Quote, 
Work is about a search for daily meaning as well as daily bread, for recognition as well as cash, for astonishment rather than apathy. In short, for a sort of life rather than a Monday through Friday sort of dying, unquote. Let's hope that we can all find daily meaning as well as daily bread and recognition as well as monetary benefits. See you next time on Freaking Out About Work and please spread the word if you have enjoyed this podcast. Tell your friends how easy it is to go to freakingoutabout.com and freaking out about is all one word. Thank you, everyone.